These recordings are intended for participants in the Porter Hospital Mental Health PHP and IOP program. These recordings are designed to supplement the material learned in groups and are not intended as a standalone treatment or a replacement for your own treatment. If you're having thoughts about harming yourself or others, please immediately contact your own treatment provider, take yourself to the nearest emergency room, or call 911. Welcome to the Porter Hospital Mental Health PHP and IOP audio recording series on improving your coping skills. These audio recordings are designed to supplement material presented in the context of treatment groups and other activities in the IOP PHP. The recordings will focus on the use of cognitive behavior therapy and dialectical behavior therapy skills. Practice these skills is essential to your ability to use them to your benefit to better manage any emotional and behavioral difficulties that you might have. In this audio, you will learn skills to help you regulate your emotions. To be aware of your emotions so you can be in charge of the way you experience emotions. Why is regulating emotions so important? Well... Emotion dysregulation is one of the main factors that increases symptoms of a mood disorder. Your emotions are dysregulated when you are overreacting with rollercoaster feelings, or on the other extreme, underreacting, numbing, not feeling at all. Learning how to regulate your emotions with positive coping behaviors is an important part of managing your mental health and preventing relapse. You might be asking, what causes emotion dysregulation in the first place? There are two factors, biological and social environment. Your genetic makeup, your biology, may predispose you to be more sensitive, more reactive to life stressors. The other factor is your social environment. Life experiences in an invalidating social environment make you more vulnerable to emotion dysregulation. By invalidating environments, I mean life experiences in which emotions were discounted by significant others, or were punished, trivialized, or maybe you weren't allowed to show emotions at all. On the other hand, you may have grown up with the chaotic emotional outbursts happening all the time. Growing up in these environments leaves a person without the skills to regulate emotions leaves them without the ability to tolerate distress and without the advantage of being able to trust their own emotional responses as valid interpretations of events. Both biological vulnerability and invalidating social environments increase sensitivity and reactivity to stresses in your life and there is a slow return back to a stable emotional baseline. Before you can even get back to feeling emotionally stable, another stressor puts you back in high arousal. Eventually, everyday stressors become emotional upheavals. This changes your entire biology. Often, avoidant, self-destructive behaviors like using illegal drugs, drinking alcohol, suicidal thoughts, self-harm behaviors, and isolation to name a few, are used as a way to escape the overwhelming, uncomfortable, negative high arousal. These behaviors make things feel better short-term. However, in the long run, impulsive, self-destructive behaviors just make matters worse. And 
you still have the problem that triggered the negative emotions in the first place. While you cannot change genetics or past experiences, the good news is that you can learn to regulate your emotions now. By being mindful, without judgment of your emotions, you can use new coping behaviors to change the intensity of your emotions or even change an emotion if you want to. Before you can do this, you need to understand emotions. The basic idea is that knowledge is power. People who understand what emotions are and how they work will be more capable of regulating their own emotions. This brings us to the question, what good are emotions anyway? What are their function? Emotions are evolutionary. They are hardwired in each human to help human, humans survive. Emotions organize us and motivate us for action. They save time. We don't have to think everything through. For example, if you're crossing the street and suddenly a car turns the corner driving towards you, you jump back quickly out of harm's way. You don't have to think, you just do it to save your life. And emotions communicate to others. Our facial expression, tone of voice, and gestures communicate and influence others. Finally, emotions communicate to ourselves. Our emotional reactions to others and to events and to ourselves gives us important information so we can deal with the situation. Again, emotions are necessary for humans to survive. Here are some facts about emotions. Emotions are adaptive. They happen quickly and are involuntary responses to automatic appraisals. But it's important to understand that emotions are not facts. They are signals to check the facts. Emotions are patterned responses. Like fireworks in the sky or waves on the beach, they come and go. Emotions are self-perpetuating. In other words, emotions love emotions. And once started, emotions fuel themselves. Emotions are also a complex set of components. And each component, each part of the emotional experience, influences the other part. This is great news. Because all the parts of an emotional experience are reciprocal, making a change in one area will influence and make a change in the other parts. You can use the skills you learned in the groups at the various components to decrease the intensity of your emotions so you can problem solve the event that triggered the emotion. Let's examine the components of emotions. First, all emotions have a prompting event. This can be an external prompt in the environment or an internal prompt, which is the person's own thoughts. Then there is an interpretation of that event. Interpretation of events in our life are influenced by a person's vulnerabilities. The more vulnerabilities a person has, the more likely the person will view events negatively or distorted. Vulnerabilities may include a mood disorder, lack of sleep, current stressors, negative relationships, and a person's history and core beliefs. The event, the interpretation, 
and vulnerabilities influence changes in a person's biology. Changes in blood pressure, heart rate, and neurotransmitters in the brain. This causes sensations in our body. Some examples are butterflies in the stomach, hot or cold feelings, heaviness in the chest, and lump in, the tr in your throat. A person's outward expression changes. Their body language may be a blank look, or tight fists, or darting eyes, or crying. This results in a primary emotion. The primary emotion is in direct response to the prompting event. The function of this primary emotion is to organize a person for action. Once a person follows the emotion's action, then there are after effects. After effects, such as negative automatic thoughts and a narrow focus of attention, cause a person to get caught up in multiple secondary emotions. While the primary emotion may be distressful, secondary emotions are extremely painful. You are hijacked by your emotional experience. To summarize, components of an emotion are the prompting event, an interpretation of the prompting event, vulnerabilities that negatively influence interpretations. This affects your biology, sensations in your body, and your outward expression. The result is a primary emotion that urges an action followed by after effects of negative ruminations, fueling secondary emotions that feed back into the loop to increase the intensity of your emotions. These components are diagrammed on the Emotion Regulation Worksheet. Now that you are aware of the components of an emotion, let's look how you can use those positive skills to decrease the intensity of the emotion. Use the Emotion Regulation Worksheet and Handout on Identifying Emotions to observe and describe, without judgment, the components of the emotion you want to change. Then, identify skills that you can use at the various components to decrease the intensity or even change the emotion. For example, deep breathing and relaxation are good skills to make changes in your biology, sensations, and expression. This will help decrease the intensity of a negative emotion. Then you can use CBT skills to reframe your interpretation in a more realistic way. This further decreases or may change the emotion entirely. Mindfulness and distress tolerance skills can help you get out of the after effects of negative ruminating. And grounding is the skill to use if you find yourself in secondary emotions. Other coping skills are opposite action and ABC please. By doing the opposite of an emotion's action urge, you can avoid painful secondary emotions altogether. For example, the action of depression is to withdraw and isolate. By doing the opposite, like taking a walk or calling a friend, you will feel less depressed. ABC please skills help you decrease your vulnerability vulnerabilities which decrease your likelihood of interpreting events negatively. A stands for accumulating positive emotional experiences. B encourages building competency in your life. 
both increase emotional resiliency to manage stressors. And C is for using a cope ahead plan to deal with stressful experiences. The please addresses taking care of your physical health by eating right, avoiding alcohol and illegal drugs, sleeping well, and exercising. Once you regulate your emotions, you can problem solve the event that triggered the negative emotions in the first place. If the trigger was related to relationship problems, then interpersonal effectiveness are the skills to use to explore solutions. Remember, positive coping skills can help you regulate emotions, tolerate distress, and trust your wise mind to reach goals in your life. You can learn new positive responses to negative emotional experiences. You can be in charge of your emotional experience. The key is to practice, practice, and practice. We hope you find these audio recordings helpful. These were designed to supplement the coping skills you've been learning in the CBT and DBT groups, not to replace those groups. We plan to add additional audio recordings in the very near future. If you have any questions, please contact your treatment coordinator.